getting nosy for the sake of entertainment. Here's another episode of Steve Nagel Minds Your Business, a rock102.com exclusive. Well, welcome back, kids, to another episode of Nagel Mind Your Business, where we dive into the minds of local business owners and find out how they got their start, uh, what came to be, what, what drew them to that profession that they are in now. And uh, this week, we sit down with a stylist, Sarah Montalto. She is a, a stylist over at the JMG Salon here in East Longmeadow. And uh, I know nothing about hair. I have no hair. Uh, you know, maybe I shave it once in a while, but uh, that's about it. I don't even get it styled or anything like that. But we sit down with Sarah this week, and we find out what it takes uh, to be a stylist and uh, all the crazy things that go along with that profession. It's Nagel Minds Your Business. Who's a podcast at rock102.com. All right, in the studio with us uh, is Sarah Montalto. Is that how you say your last name? That's right. Is it? I yeah. said it the right way. You did. Yeah. Good job. Uh, from JMG Salon here yes. in East Longmeadow uh, on Shaker Road. Yes. And how long have you been there now? Um, a year and a half. A year and a half. A year and a half. You were at, you were at a different place over in Longmeadow. Yes. See, when I tell people, I said, <laughs> you know, I have a hairstylist. They look at my head and go, for what? <laughs> what? Like, what are you doing there? But you do. You, I come over to you and you do the whole uh, the bald shave thing. You do. Not with real razors, though. The foil shaver. The foil. Yeah. I mean, it's a real razor, it's a but it's razor, not a straight but razor. It's not a straight razor. Yeah. No. <laughs> they, no, a lot of places don't do that anymore. No. And it's so fun when I've like talked to other barbers and stuff who still run businesses like that. I just like to hear about like the old school style still way of like doing things. Not that I do it in particular, right. but it's nice to know that some old traditions still kind of stick around. Yeah, we uh, there's been a couple of places where I've walked into and I said I'd like a head shave, and they're like, no, and they shake their head immediately. Oh. We don't do that. <laughs> right. matter of fact, there was a lady right around the corner here yeah. uh, next to this Coughlin's uh, place, this breakfast place. Oh, is it the Gentleman's Club? I think it's called the Gentleman's Quarters, so, gentlemen's, I think it's called. Oh, yeah. I used to think that was like a... A strip joint or something. No, no, I wasn't no. Sure, like what? yeah, yeah. No, okay. it's not a strip joint. It's <laughs> believe me, I've been in there. It's not a strip okay. joint. Uh, but I went in there and the lady was like, "No, yeah," and and it was almost like good luck finding somebody who oh, would do something geez. like that because, I mean, that's a very uh, you would have to have a lot of experience doing that in order to do that all the time. Yeah, I would imagine. Yeah. I mean, it's just like anything else. Oh gosh, yeah. Uh, and I'm sure, you know, even with your expertise in doing salon work, right. you need lots of training and, and yeah. things like that. Yeah. To, to the, did you go to school for that? I did. Where'd you go? I went to Jolie Hair Academy in Ludlow. Oh. About, that was back in, so right after I graduated high school. So 2005 to the, and through 2006. So yeah. it was about 10, 11 months, give or take. And what made you decide to want to get into a, a, a career of... See, I, I have a hard time when a hair is on my food or the plate yeah. or off somebody's head, and you, you want to touch that hair. What makes you want to do something like that? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there are some moments where I'm like, why did I choose this career path? But yeah. for me personally, like when I was in like middle school all the way through high school, yeah. I was the girl who always played with different kinds of makeup and... Um, I was cutting the hair off my Barbies or whatever the case. You know may that be. doesn't grow back, right? It doesn't. Yeah. So those Barbies were <laughs> screwed from day one. You had a bunch of Butch Barbies around a bunch in of your butch yeah, yeah. Look at that, yeah, Butch yeah. Barbies, and uh, you know they're uh, yeah. listening to the Indigo Girls, and they're going <laughs> right. 
But uh, so, so, you, so you practiced a lot with, with toys and things like that. And obviously, when was the first time you actually did something to another human being? Like another, like you say, um, oh, I want to. I was in high school and mm-hmm. it was for, uh, it was for uh, a dance. Oh, really? A dance? Yeah. Not in my, somebody a little bit younger than me who wanted it for uh a dance. What, like a like a formal dance that they were going to? Or? <laughs> yeah, when I was, um, when I was around that age, they called it like the, the dare dance or something like mm-hmm. that. It was in middle school, and the it, dare was, dance it was like an eighth grade like. The it was like a say no to drugs kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. And how much weed did the people bring when they went to the, the, the dare dance? That's Not what would have enough. happened in my high school. <laughs> Not enough. Yeah. And the punch bowl was, unfortunately, Not, sp- not spiked. Ah, oh, man. So... <laughs> But you, so you did this for for this to how well I did because it, it, it was out, a friend and it obviously came out okay. Oh yeah, you wouldn't be here today, right. Talking about this, great. Yeah. What was the Correct. second career choice? I didn't know. I was never one of those people that had a plan, A B C D E. I mm-hmm. for me the choice going was I was a very hands on learner. I was not one of those people that could sit in a classroom, be told what to do. I had to actually be physically touching as I was doing. Okay, if that makes sense. And then that's the best way that I could learn. And then I figured, why not just try cosmetology school? And here you and are. here I am. And how many years have you been doing this now? I don't do math very well. So whatever 2006 is to now, is that 15, 16 years? Yeah. All right. Something so, like something that. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, I don't do well at math either. I'm, I was hoping you'd have the answer. Not to my it. strong no, suit. No, it's, it's fine. <laughs> um, so you go to you go to the the, the Jolie School. Yes. Then, right. Yeah. And, you, and uh, what, what's like day one like at at, at at the Jolie Hair Academy? Do they? And by the way, do they sing Jolene from uh, from Dolly Dolly Parton? Parton? Yeah. Did they ever? Was that like a common? <laughs> did no. they change it to Jolie? Jolie. Jolie. Yeah. <laughs> the Miley Cyrus version. <laughs> oh, I don't like Miley Cyrus. <laughs> um. No, not like that. It was like you walk in and then you're instantly like in the basement. Yeah. So it's like picture like this. Kind of like here. Like you just. Yeah, like, like you're in a basement, right, but okay. except there's no windows mm-hmm. and you're instantly given like your bag and a mannequin head and then you have to. <laughs> it's, so, it's so crazy. Like your mannequin head is like your your uh, canvas, yeah. if you will. And is this something that they, they, they this is, these are the rules? You do uh, this is your mannequin head. You only get this one of these. Head. You can't get another one. You really unless you buy one, probably. Probably because yeah. that's how they want your money. Right. You screw up a mannequin head. You need a new one for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. It's coming out of your pocket, not the school. Do you still have the mannequin head? I do, and his name is Brad. Brad. Why did you give the name Brad to him? I don't know. Yeah, it's just just was been it this like unrunning joke since COVID actually? Oh, one day Brad one will day. come to life, you know, kind of right. like mannequin. Yeah, uh, remember that movie? Did yes. you ever see that movie? It's been years. Yeah, it's creepy. And you know, you could have been riding away with Brad on oh, the yeah. back of a motorcycle and uh, off singing into the Starship. sunset. Yeah, singing like it. Tom Cruise and um, uh, what's that movie with the the airplanes? Oh, Top Gun. <laughs> Top, Top Gun. Gun. Yeah. <laughs> off into the sunset. Yeah. You couldn't remember the name of that. No. This is why I'm a little concerned of it. Maybe, I don't know if you should be handling uh, uh, cutting tools. Yeah. So you you go to the school. They give you the mannequin head. Yes. And then uh, how long does it take to to get through that school? Through the basement portion. Mm -hmm. Because then there's still the upstairs where, so you have to do training. I'm not sure how it is now, 
But when I was there, I think you had to put in like 100 hours in the basement. Wow. In Massachusetts, uh, you have to complete 1,000 hours altogether. Okay. So 100 in the basement to go over like your basics and then you're working on things yeah. like blow drying. Like don't and drink simple. that blue juice that we put the combs in. Yeah, yeah and like drink. the old lady rinses right. will eventually turn your hair blue. They call it silver lining. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's like this hair rinse that... So when you go upstairs eventually, when you mm. get to work on actual clients, you get your weekly regulars. A lot of them were elderly. So they would come in for like their perms or their roller sets. And then for their rinses, they always chose this color that was called silver lining. Yeah. But what happens is when you would come in weekly for it, your hair, which we would think would keep it that nice silvery color, yeah. eventually turns it blue. Ooh. Oh, that's why they call them blue haired. That's why they probably call them the blue haired. Wow. I, that's yeah. something I just learned today. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like this rinse to keep your hair looking like nice and silvery, but eventually they kept piling it on and on. It's what they would ask for weekly. So you can't get that out of your hair. You have to let that grow out. Eventually there's so much buildup that it just almost becomes like a film that sticks on yeah. the hair follicle. So then... <laughs> See, these are all things that you... I mean, and and this is, you know, when somebody says, well, you know, they're just a barber or just a hairdresser. I mean, you have to know all this stuff know. and the chemical interactions. I mean, there is, yeah. a, there is a science to it. There's a science to it. You, I brought my daughter in uh, yeah. a couple of years ago or maybe last year. It was year. last spring. Last spring. And you were, you said to me, because you said it right away, you're like, does she go in the pool a lot? And I said, yeah. And she, you're like, well, you can tell. And I said, she hasn't been in the pool in like three months. Yeah. And then you're like, yeah, but you can tell that the chlorine uh, does something it. to it. It feels like, um, like slippery. It's like squeakiness. You feel yeah. it on the hair. That's crazy yeah. that it stays on there. And yeah. there. Is there anything to get like those things? So go back to the silver thing yeah. that you learned on it. They tell you how to get rid of that, or is there anything you can really do other than just let anything it grow out? Anything with clarifying. But then, like when you're in school, it's all a learning process. So like, people that go in, they're signing a waiver. Yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah. not, it's not like they're going in expecting like New York. Yeah. Style type of, you know, hairstyles and whatever. It's No, but yeah, I think I mean you're being supervised by a professional, are you not? You are. Yeah. You are. And even though so like these older people who would want, you know, the silver lining rinse as you will, they knew it was like they were almost afraid of losing that silver color that they mm. almost didn't care if their hair was turning blue. You would tell them, like, oh, no, it's fine. It eventually fades, but it never did. <laughs> they, they were just in complete denial about it. Correct. Right? So, so, you do, so you do this now. You, you do, you're, in the, you're in the main floor. Yeah. You're, 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 you're cutting hairs. You yeah. have customers. Do you remember the first person that you sat down with? The first customer? Not in school. I remember my first person being in the field. Okay. So when you, you graduate from the, from the hair salon. Yes. That took, what, 18 years? To, to do <laughs> it feels like feels it, like it was like about 10 months if you're going full-time and if you were part-time i believe it was like a year and yeah. some change Ten thousand hours is a lot or i'm a sorry thousand a thousand is a lot. i'm sorry a thousand hours is still a lot it's a lot so complete. it was from like eight to four monday through friday wow and if you missed a day it would obviously would set your hours back and honestly there were times where i would just get bored and not feeling like mm -hmm. so i would leave early and then just go back because 
it's a lot also to cram into one day because you're not only learning hair, you're learning waxing, you're learning nails, you're learning facials, you're learning sometimes you're learning special waxing too. Oh, like uh, extremity? Extremities. Uh, wow. I don't know if that's- I've uh, done that too. And you've done that? I have. Is that, uh, is that like- Not male, females, but I've learned about male. Oh, so male it's not waxing. like that 40-year-old virgin scene where he's getting- Oh, Kelly ripped Clarkson? Up, no. Getting ripped off the- uh, No, this is the, the waist down. Oh, the waist down. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that See, that's the part of the profession that I'd be like, all right, you know what? Uh, here's a razor. Go do this yourself. Or here's uh, some wax- <laughs> You know, yeah, it's it is um, it is interesting. You learn a lot about a person mm-hmm. from the waist from, down. From when you, yeah, <laughs> when it's not your intention. Yeah, it's other. You're getting an anatomy lesson. Yeah, I would imagine you have you would want to glove up for that. Glove up. Yeah. <laughs> so when they say uh, Sarah's going to go glove up, you know what's going down in <laughs> yeah, the back room. Yeah, it's back like there. your. <laughs> Yeah. Surgery and your, yeah. So doing this for 15, 16 years, yeah. you obviously have run it. And you actually brought some notes with you. That you I did. Uh, yeah. Can I see those notes again? Because I, 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 I just want to pick and choose because I don't think we're going to be able to get to all of them. No, that's okay. But you probably had some. Uh, some stories. Uh, tell me about the uh, the sports clips shirtless man. How about that one? Oh, my gosh. Okay. So at the time I was managing and there was a new girl and she was just fresh out of cosmetics. This, cosmetology this was a sports clips place? It okay. was, yeah. And it was late at night. They typically close around 8. Um, I would say it was between the, like 7, 7.30. Just me and this other female. And this guy walks in, and I hand him to the girl. I go in the back, do some stuff for closing, and she comes back there within minutes basically saying, you know, this guy's making her uncomfortable can you kind of take over? I was like, mm-hmm. no problem. Like, I just, eventually over time, you're going to encounter many different types of people. You just yeah. kind of have to learn to work with it. And anyways, and I happen to look up at the security cameras. This guy has his shirt off. Just making himself comfortable in the back? I don't know what he was thinking, but I walk up there and I'm like, um, put your shirt on. Nobody wants to see that. SH, you know, like nobody yeah, wants yeah, to yeah. see that. And he's thinking because he was getting about to get his hair washed by my coworker, he'd want to make himself more comfortable by taking off his shirt. Had this man never been to a, a I mean, you know, when I, I used to have hair and, uh, you know, I used to get my hair washed and they, and they, even when I, you know, being bald, they massage your scalp. They do they that do. whole thing. I've never had the inkling to take my shirt off because they put that towel around your neck anyway. Yeah, this is where it gets weird for this girl i've dealt with a lot of weirdos in this profession yeah but this one particularly sticks out because i think he thought he was gonna get something from her because she was a cute young girl yeah new into the industry and when she mentioned the hair wash he was like oh i'll just make myself so the second she comes in back to grab me yeah he's expecting her and i come out and i'm like Put your shirt on, bro. <laughs> like, yeah. So what does he say? Does he put the shirt back on? Oh, I just, he basically, well, you could tell he was on something. Yeah. Enfield has some unusual. No, come on. <laughs> There's some unusual people. So he um, kind of like was startled thinking, well, where's the cute girl? <laughs> and then yeah. He ends up, I ended up having to tell him to leave. 
Oh, so he didn't get his hair washed that day? No. Nor did he get a haircut? No. Well, he ended up getting the haircut, but... That must be something, I mean, especially for a female, you know, with the climate the way it is. Yeah. You worry about that a little bit? Uh, Some people who... mm. I mean, obviously, you have a rapport with... With the people, with your clients, yeah, no, I do. You know, and you and you built a lot of business up by word of mouth. Correct. So a lot of the people that you, it's kind of a network of people that you kind of know. I know this one through this one or that. Yeah, one that one. and I'm a believer a- in well, what you put into the world is what you're going to get back, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's the same with people. Like you're not gonna, I wouldn't want somebody in my chair who I feel like I'm not going to vibe with, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. You kind of know right off the bat if it's going to work or not to have the relationship with this person, right? And I also have boundaries, you know, like, so like the guy like that who took his shirt off, like, I'm not putting up with your bull. Right. You're just going to shut that <laughs> Get down out. right like, away. No. You're not going to take, yeah. Correct. And I'm very like, I tend to have like a trucker mouth and like, I can be very easygoing and like say ridiculous things. Yeah. And I myself sometimes like making people feel uncomfortable, but I know because I have that relationship with them, I know where that line is drawn. Okay. All right. So you that's know, how you distinct like, between which ones you're going to take on and which ones you're not. Well, yeah. And you kind of, in a way, because you're peopling, you know how to, I guess, uh, be a mind reader to a certain extent. You can get, like, you know what I instincts. mean? Like, it's, yeah. You have salon instincts. instincts. Like, this guy is not going to vibe here. Correct. Right. Exactly. All right. Well, what else we got on the list here for, uh, Oh, man, take your pick. Oh, I'm taking a pick. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, Oh, yeah, clients telling you about their sex life and talking about swinger clubs. Oh, yes. All right. So these are things. Obviously, you build up a relationship with people. Correct. And they feel comfortable enough to share stories with you. Sometimes it's right when you first meet them before you're just getting to know their name. that's weird. I think that's more that that's more weird when somebody comes right off the bat yeah. because yeah you know, I can tell you're a very personable person I mean I I've had I've sat in the chair with you before and we we have great conversations we, do. we have uh, nice funny ones yes. too but but you can but we we also got to know each other first before I just you know we started talking you know yes. you know uh, uncouth jokes sometimes or you like have that. to feel a person out to know which way the conversation can swing right. And then there are times where it takes me a while to break down those barriers of people because yeah. I know that's in there with them somewhere. Right. But then you get people who are just out of nowhere the second they sit, they're telling you their business like you've known them for years. See, I'm always fascinated by that too, that the, the people who just want to come yeah. out and say that. So yeah. is it, was this a male, female? This was a female uh-huh. in particular. Yeah, and then she comes in. <sighs> uh, she comes in and she started talking about how She's no longer attracted to her husband, mm-hmm. and she doesn't want to, you know, sleep with him anymore. Right. And then somehow the conversation steered into friends of hers who are part of swingers clubs. Okay. Was she trying to get you to join a swingers club with her, oh, or was she just trying to just give you the information because she had nobody else to talk to? I didn't get the impression she wanted me to join. I think for some reason it was written on my face where it's like, hey, just open your soul to me Yeah. in the first five seconds. Yes. You do tell have me that your dirty invi- business. Yeah, <laughs> please tell me all about your uh, dis- your dirty sex life that you right? have on the outside of here. Yeah, you'd be surprised. A lot of our neighboring towns, it's a big... It's a big thing. So was that a repeat customer that you had? 
Um, uh, not only if her typical person wasn't available. Do you do you get to a point sometimes where you're like, oh, God, I gotta like, I know I just gotta get through this. I just, I, I know yeah. that like somebody, somebody sits down in the chair for the first time like right. that, starts talking like that, and then you're yeah. like, oh, I have to listen to this again. <sighs> like, you know, she's clearly got some issues going on. Yeah, but I have a job to do. She's paying me to do this. I need to make sure that this gets done and just over with. I will say there was one time, it was when I first started in the industry, um, there was one haircut that I actually, I'm not ashamed to admit it was half-assed because mm-hmm. Amherst tends to lurk with some unusual individuals as far as the hygiene department goes. Well, you got to craw up your uh, butt about all these towns around here. First it's Enfield, now it's Amherst. <laughs> What's going on with the, the people? The demographic completely. Well, like when you're young and in the industry, it's like you're learning as you go along. Mm-hmm. And when I was working in Amherst, now this was when I first started. Um, do you remember that scene on Billy Madison when Adam Sandler is putting the prank on the nurse with the the crackers in his hair yeah, to make him uh-huh. think? I had a guy like that, except it actually wasn't um, saltine crackers. It was. It was him. It was like unhigh. It just was complete, like scalp, like issues to the point where he knew that it was a problem, but didn't want to do anything about it because he was trying to take the all natural remedies to try and cure it. What What was wrong with his head? It was probably. It could have been a psoriasis. It could have been. It was so hard. So it's like when you see something like this, it's not like you're an actual doctor. Like you pick up on things where you can be like, you know, like if this isn't going away, mm-hmm. I recommend you go see a doctor for this. Yeah. Because the buildup was just so severe. I mean, it was like laying on frosting. Ew. That's disgusting. It was. Yeah. See, that's the thing. Like, I, you know, I, I, I appreciate what you do because if you didn't have yeah. people like yourself getting into an industry like this. You'd have a lot of people who wouldn't want to right. get anything, but like that's the kind of stuff that you got to deal with every once in a while. Well, and then to make it more interesting, this individual was telling because you get into the conversations like, "What do you do for work?" This and mm-hmm. that, and he was telling me that he was um, an artist, and he likes to pick through trash and make trash beautiful. Okay. Well, that's fine. I mean, he can do that, but I mean, you're gonna come in and. Uh, but then it got dark after that. How dark are we talking? We're talking like dark. All right, we're not regulated on a podcast. Yeah. So what what kind um, of darkness are we talking about? He here? started talking about things um, like molestation. Ooh, what? Yeah, this- that's what I'm saying. Dark, like it. This is the thing. Some of these converse, like I can't make this up. Some of these conversations, they go in one way and then all of a sudden do a complete 180 in a direction that you're not expecting. That's what that's what I'm getting at. Like, you know, you can sit down with somebody and in the beginning it'll seem like it's okay. And then all of a sudden you're like, what did this guy just say? What did this person just say? Right. And of course, at this time, being newer in the industry and not having a handle on how to deal with certain individuals... I think I freaked and I was like, I just need to get this guy out of my chair. And yeah. I just, I half-assed it and I got him out. 
See, that's the kind of creepy thing I was talking about. Like that isn't it? Don't you you have you must have a little bit of worry when you have to when you have to deal with people like that. Um, not I. You know what it is. I I try not to go down that road and think about it. Mm-hmm. You just want to get your job done and go home to your family at the end of the Pretty day. Pretty much. When it, when it, when it kind yeah. of comes down to it. Yeah. And All there right. are days where I have to turn off the radio and. All right. Let's move away from the uh, the darker one. You pick. Yeah. You, you pick one of those little copy points that you put down, and you tell me. Uh, oh, the, the moaners. The moaners. I like the the people that moan getting their hair washed. That's okay. always a funny one. Do they? You it, would think that. Like that, they're. You would think that they were getting it on. Wow. And like is like the herbal essence uh, commercial. Is that how it kind of is? <laughs> ah, yeah. Ah. <laughs> Pretty much like that. That's how it goes. It's like a like a. Mm. <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, maybe know maybe you've uh, maybe you've touched an erogenous zone that you, you didn't know about. I, I mean, everybody's different. Something. Like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. They just they moan. And there I had a guy once who um this isn't obviously where I was now. This was back when I was in the the chain industry. Yeah. But this is why you're not allowed to put capes on people at the when you're washing them at the sink. Because men will stick their hands down their pants. Are you kidding me? No, I am not kidding you. I wish I could make that up. Does anybody have any sense of decency no. anymore? No. That that's the worry that you can't put the the, the drape <laughs> on somebody. And it's not. I mean, thanks for giving me the tip of what I can do next time while I'm in a chair. Or some, uh, you know. <laughs> but you talk right? about you. But you talk about the, the chain thing. There's right. probably a difference between the chain customer versus the. Like Solid customer now. that you have now. Correct. The, the ones that you, you have built relationships with. You've been seeing these people right. for many years. You know, that's how you get the favorite hairstylist. The or, majority of them followed me from when I was working at Chains. Right. The the people. Right. The people that, you know, drank the Kool-Aid. <laughs> but but the, the one-off, the one-off uh, creeps that you're talking about, yeah. the shirtless guy no. or the, the gown guy or the, the moaners or whatever you're I just don't about. tell them that I've left. Wow. That's like uh, the difference between, you know, going to a Jiffy Lube versus a, a certified Correct. mechanic. Correct. You know, right. Like a Mad Hatter. Yeah, I can imagine that, that would be. <laughs> what else you got on that list here? Okay. Um, one of the best ones for me that I always find um, hilarious are the the girlfriends. Now, I have a lot of male clientele. Like, males and kids are my biggest clients. I do women, and I do colors and stuff too, but I don't know, men are just a lot more fun to talk to sometimes, and mm-hmm. I, I love kids. So, but I will say with a lot of male clients, you get significant others who will stand right behind you in the chair and try and tell you how to cut their significant other's hair. That has got to be a pain in the ass. It's a pain in the ass. Because you have... I see. This is what I don't understand. When you say, uh, "Yeah, I come in." Let's say I had a full head of hair, and I right. sit down. You usually just do the beard trim for me, and you do the foil, the foil shave, shave. On, on, on the top of the head. But I'm talking about somebody who actually needs some a little bit of styling in there, right? You know, and they say, uh, "Just uh, cut it down a little bit." Is that uh, everybody's, everybody's perception of cut it down is different. different? So, and that's why consultations are so important because what somebody could say they want their hair shorter to be is different. To somebody else, do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. what I perceive as to be shorter is not what 
the client perceives to be shorter. So well, that's why consultations are so important. I tell my kids, and you, you back me up on this too, because my, my daughter wanted her hair colored. And, you know, we're looking, <laughs> right. she's got this magazine that a lot of hair salons have. They, you know, these things where you look through and you're like, oh, that looks good. But those people in those pictures, that's, that's for them. Yeah. Not everybody can have that the same right. as somebody else. And this is where I, I'm somebody that's actually pretty brutally honest when it comes to that specifically because for the most part, people want easy nowadays. People aren't going to spend time. I mean, ever since COVID, people just aren't in app to want to just work on their hair mm-hmm. on the daily. They want easy. They want to be out of the shower, out of the house. So when you get clients who look at a magazine and they're like, oh, make me look like Julia Roberts. Well, do you blow dry your hair? No. Do you curl it? No. How often do you wash it? Once every two yeah, weeks. You're like going gonna... to have to put some effort into this in order for this Correct. to work. Yeah. Well, that's, that's how it is. And it's like, I'm not a magician. And it's my job to tell you what I think is going to work and what I think is not going to work. And should you choose to follow that, at the end, you're going to get what you want. But... It's not, I'm not going to be easy to convince to do that for you. I just thought of this analogy. It's kind of like telling the true green guy to come over to your lawn (laughs) and spray your lawn down. Now, if you don't get continuous treatments and if (laughs) you don't do it the way they're telling you to do it. Yeah. Uh, then it's you're only going to have green grass for a little while and then it's going to fade back out Correct. Again. It's going to so turn it's, brown. It's kind of like the same thing. Yeah. It's maintenance. So, uh, Sarah Montalto, thanks so much for coming in today. Uh, thanks you, for having tell me. Tell us where we can get we, we can uh, contact you. Or um, you you can them. find me on 225 Shaker Road. The mm-hmm. salon is called JMG. That's here in East Longmeadow. It's here in East Longmeadow. Yep. It's right across from the La Florentina. La Florentina. La Florentina. I, I actually like it, the fact that you're closer than you were before. Yeah. Longmeadow seems like you're going into a different country. It's sometimes. a different realm. Yeah, even yeah. though it's only a couple of miles away, it right. still feels like you're. It's like going from. Yeah, Timbuktu. Like when the <laughs> I I can it to when like the Berlin Wall came down and all those people <laughs> that were in West Germany. The year Germany, before yeah, I was born. Like, like whoa! Look at this! Look at this! Look at this! There's, look what's on the other side yeah, now. There's all, there's all these magical vast lands. <laughs> But, uh, but thanks so much for coming in. And, uh, thanks for and, having uh, me. And happy holidays to you. Merry Christmas. Thank you. Uh, Sarah Montalto and Nagel Mind Your Business on Rock 102.